So Pastor John sends his love. And um, he is where he is with the Lord. But he is with us now. He's been with us from the beginning. And he has blessed me to be here this morning. Glory to God. So Sunday, the 1st of January, 2023. We are continuing with the journey messages. And um, as I was preparing for this message today, I found myself in a place with God that Pastor John must have found himself in on the 1st of January, Sunday the 1st of January, 2017. When I was sitting here, there were many people not here. And I had the experience when we began to minister from the Spirit of God, prophetically, God was speaking through him where we are, where we're going at that time in our journey. And I sat here and I thought, oh, you're not waiting for people to get back. You're declaring what you will declare on the 1st of January. And so I found myself in preparing for this message very much in that same place. And um, so my message this morning is continuing with this, the journey series that we've been on for a few months now already. And it is called, We Remember and We Recognize the Time of God. So on Sunday, the 1st of January, it was a message that marked me, and there are many of you that have heard me speak this over the last six years, because from 2017, January to now, there's been a full six years completed. Am I accurate in my calculations? 1st of January 2017 to 1st of January 2023. Is that six years completed? So I have been speaking that out of my spirit because it, 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 it's worked. It's working in me. That's how I receive and believe the word of God that comes through a messenger. I receive it. Is the word of the Lord. And then I put it in my mouth and I put it in my heart. I do what the early church did. In the book of Acts, it says they continued in the apostles' teaching and instruction. Daily, they continued in the apostles' teaching and instruction. So I'm doing nothing more than what all the people in the early church did. Glory to God. So, taking the word of God and continuing in it. So this was, the message was called commencement. You were born because God had a purpose for you. I speak God's word about my future. I'm just going to skim over it. 
Today is our commencement of new things, new blessings, new favor, new miracles. And what God has done in six years, and I found myself in a very similar place to Pastor John over this December to remember. I found myself remembering. In this was a December for me to remember what God has done on our journey. So if you're here in this church and you have recently come here because the Spirit of God has led you here, you have not come into something that is, you've come into something, you've come into a part of a journey that Pastor John and I have been on of obedience to the Holy Spirit because Jesus said, I will build my church. So he doesn't build haphazardly. He builds strategically in any legitimate local church where the spiritual leader is seeking God for what God is saying and God is doing. God is strategic. Right. So. You have to recognize, he gave these points. You have to recognize the time. You have to recognize the time of God. Receive instructions from God. And you may be the one, number three, who has to give instructions verbally, no matter how outrageous it may seem. Number four, you have to have boldness with a measured knowing that you are obeying God. You must obey God with humility and boldness. And then the law of attraction is going to begin to operate, point five. Things, words, confirming assignment for circumstances to be changed. Do not be tempted by this. Because you are operating in your gift, it will attract. And people, this is a very important point because I'm going to get to it later in my message. People will begin to speak words like the prophets in the time of Elisha. It was a time of legacy transfer from Elijah to Elisha. So Pastor John declared that we are in an Elijah moment. It's already happened. It's a moment of choice where you choose that you're going in all in for God. But then comes the Elisha moment where the legacy transfer then happens. And so then the prophets will begin to speak and we'll get into that scripture. And then point six was Ramon focused on what the times represent and the instruction of God. So that is what I want to share with you. Pastor John has been remembering this whole December, his journey with the Lord over these years, I would say about six or seven years. He's been, I mean, we've been on a journey with the Lord. He's been on a journey with the Lord his whole life. With strategic things that he's walked with God in. Like Abraham. So, 
Jacob's constellation, and I am ministering here today to Heritage of Faith people. If you are visiting here today, uh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you something for your life to take away, but this is, this is Heritage of Faith message for Heritage of Faith people this morning. Because God, like Pastor John said, we are on a specific journey, our church. It's not like other churches journey. We journey the way God tells Pastor John to do, and he tells us what to do, and we follow. Just like with Moses leading the people into the promised land, just like with Joshua, the Lord said to Joshua, Joshua told the people. And the Lord said, and you can go and read, that is God's pattern. Just like God did with Apostle Paul, God has not changed his ways in the church. A spiritual leader is still God's fixed plan for his church. So, Jacob's constellation, the revelation that Pastor John has been walking in, the blessing of the fathers, our spiritual fathers, the blessing of our fathers, the blessing of the future, destiny, our destiny, and the blessing of identity change. So Jacob, in Jacob's constellation, constellation is the parts and arrangements and elements and configurations of a time of God for God's outcomes, the outcomes that God wants at that time. With the gathering of very important people, which is the gathering of the church and the assembly of the church together, where this gathering of these people here are people that God has called to this church. God has divinely connected them to a spiritual leader. That is God's pattern for victory. God will call you to a place, to a spiritual leader and a people. So the question for us to ask is not what is my purpose? The question to ask is who have you called me to? Because then your purpose, as you connected divinely, your purpose will unfold. Organically, it will unfold. Because the messages will lead you. God's revelations will take you there. And so, Jacob contended for his birthright and the blessing of the firstborn. Pastor John ministered on that, that we have the birthright because of Jesus. We have the right to everything that he has in his covenant for us. We have the right to all of it. But Jacob contended for the birthright and the blessing of the firstborn, but Esau despised it. Brothers, Israelites, Jacob contended for the blessing and the birthright, but Esau despised it. He despised his legacy from Abraham and Isaac. He just wanted the profile. This is how God gave it to me. He wanted the profile and the prestige and the preeminence. That's what the Lord said to me. But he didn't want 
the spirit of his fathers. He wanted, he was so upset that he didn't get the blessing because he wanted the prestige, the preeminence, and the profile. But Jacob wanted the power of the promise of God. He loved it. He contended for it and he wept for it. Pastor John has contended for his spiritual birthright and the blessing of the firstborn. The blessing of the fathers, that was the revelation that the Lord gave Pastor John in 2010. The blessing of the fathers. At that time, he went to see Brother Jerry to get the blessing of the father. He walked in the revelation of it. And he received the blessing of the fathers for coming into a new time of spiritual leadership to lead God's people. God always takes us from glory to glory. One degree of glory to another degree of glory. He always increases, right? So, So Pastor John has contended for his birthright. I've written points here. Legacy, transfer. This is what he said, Pastor John. God has divinely given us a legacy. God has called me, John, into this body with the legacy of Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake and Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagen and Kenneth Copeland and Jerry Savell. And he brought you all here. The Lord gave me this many, a few years ago. He said, um, we have a spiritual family tree. We have a spiritual heritage and a spiritual pedigree. If you don't have one and you want one, come with me. Come with us. And then he said this, he brought you all here. And that should be good news because what God's got going, what God's got going is a whole legacy coming to life in us. It's going to come alive in you because you contend for it. Because you got divinely connected. Because you're going to see what it takes for you to have the spiritual legacy come to life in you. It's not just because you want it independently for yourself, for prominence and prestige and profile. It's because you, you've got that Jacob heart in you that contends for it along with Pastor John. You recognize how Pastor John's contended for his spiritual legacy and you're going after it with him and I'm not going to get ahead of myself now. So, 
What God's got going is he's got a whole lot. He's got a whole legacy transfer coming to life in us. So, this is a crossroad moment. He said this. We're having recognition of the time here this morning, church. He said this is a crossroad moment. This is the tipping point moment. This is the biggest moment in our life. Crossroads, tipping point, turning moment, taking up your cross, following me. Right? Hmm. Let's go for the complete win, for the whole bang shoot, the whole thing. Let's get free of this world system and its control over us once and for all. Let's do it for our children, for our marriages, for our businesses. We can capture harvests that God has got beyond our wildest imagination. Right. Tipping point moment. It's a very big moment in our lives. So the Elijah moment, Pastor John said that. I'm going to just read when he brought the message. He came back from America, from being with Brother Jerry, and he says, I felt like there was an Elijah moment coming. This was recently. I felt like there was an Elijah moment coming. And the Elijah moment was happening in my heart. I felt it happening spiritually. I felt it was happening in the spirit world. I felt an Elijah moment was coming. And the Elijah moment was a confrontation between the gods. Little, little, little G. The gods of this world. The god of sport. The god of education. The god of Entertainment, the God, the gods that people worship. Pastor John ministered to us, how do gods come about? People make them. It's what they worship. Many, many things. The God of money, God of whatever it is that you worship. People make gods. So, that there would be something. So the Elijah moment, I felt an Elijah moment was coming spiritually. The Elijah moment was a confrontation between the gods of this world and the true and living God. That there would be something rising up in me that would say, bring your God, bring your God, bring your God that is so important to you. Bring it, make offerings to your God, make sacrifices to your God, see if he will answer to you. I will bring a sacrifice to my God. That's the big G. And then we will see which God answers by fire. So I thought it would be an event, but the event has already happened. The Elijah event has already happened. And the Lord said to me, okay, the Elijah event has already happened. Yeah, 
the event has already happened. It has already happened, and I'm just letting you become aware that part of the reason that I'm in deep, deep meditation with the Lord. Yeah, okay. I won't go further than that with this this morning. Hey, little ladybird on my page. Okay, walking across my maximum definition. Aren't you blessed, ladybird, wherever you landed? I hope I don't stand on you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, a tipping point moment, the biggest moment in our lives. Uh, let me just see. I think there's something just a little bit more that I must read to you. Okay. Very, it's time to step up time, step into time. We're talking about legacy transfer because that's what God is doing right now. It's what he's all about. It's what's going on. It's legacy transfer. He's going, coming to life in us, in us. Right. Very, very little. Okay. It ended up becoming something so significant. It's step up time, step up time, step into a time. It's the Zoom time. You're not going to tread water anymore. You're going to Zoom. Don't see this December as an ordinary December. Get with God. Find what He, find what he wants. Step up. Step up. Step up. There are things that you desire to have as an outcome for your life. And God is in the process of the climate of this church. The climate of this church. He is creating the environment for you to step up. Step up. Step into it. Some of you, it will require a financial seed. It will require you to give time of yourself to press into God, to hear what God wants to say for you. That you can't keep running on a treadmill like a mouse on a wheel and think that you're going to get anywhere just keeping the wheel running. You've got to take some time and say, I'm just going to press into God and rest. Press and rest. Take time to specially Put aside and press into God and hear what he's got to say about your life and he will talk to you. He will. He's got gifts and callings that he's placed in you and your life and God wants you to stop treading water. It needs you to press in prayer. And so you recognize your gifting and calling and you bring it to the church. First in prayer and in your heart. Right. Glory to God. So, we are going to go to 1 Kings, the Elijah moment. We're going to just see the Elijah moment from Scripture. It was a moment in their time, in their generation, that God brought about. See, God brings about. God brings it about. He brings it about. He's brought about his desire for legacy transfer, and he looked for a man who would cooperate with him and obey him so that a people could go and a people could get and a people could receive, a hungry people. Hallelujah. So we're going to go to 1 Kings 18. Just going to stay on track here. Thank you, Lord. 1 Kings 18. Here it is. From the Amplified Bible. Bible. 
I'm going to verse 21. I'm not going to read you the whole story. You're just going to have to go home and read it for yourself. Right? So verse 21, this is the Elijah moment. This is what it's about. Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you halt and limp between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him a word. And then in verse 24, he said, You call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the one who answers by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered, It is well spoken. Verse 38, of course, then you know he builds the altar and all of that. But verse 38 says, Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the dust, licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said, Seize the prophets of Baal. What, is the, what are the prophets of Baal? Why were they serving Baal? They were serving Baal was one of the gods, small g, of the day that promised you prosperity and provision and blessing. It was witchcraft. The same witchcraft that you live in in the world system today. Same spirits are around today that were around then. The promise of the world system, like God said, Satan's not able to make you a promise. Only God can make a promise and fulfill a promise. Satan will make you perform and then give you a reward for your performance. Whereas Pastor John has been preaching, God has been saying to us, we don't live in performance. We live in the power of the promise. We believe the promise and then God rewards our faith. It's such a massive difference, people. It's the difference between day and night. It's the difference between death and life. To be living in the power of the promise of God. His word says that God has bestowed upon us his exceedingly great and precious promises. So that through the exceedingly great and precious promises we born-again ones can escape the corruption that's in the world through covetousness, I want what they've got, and lust, I desire what they have, and greed, I want what they have. And we can become sharers of God's divine nature that doesn't have covetousness, that doesn't have lust and greed for the things that the world offers. We just live in the power of the promise with our faith we just believe the promises of God and we say yes, yes. that's why the Bible says and all his promises are yes all his promises are yes it's impossible for God to lie it's impossible for God to lie if the promise didn't come true for me I did not believe. I'm the first one to say that. You 
It says, all of his promises are yes. He says, yes, 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 yes to every one of his promises. And then he says, and through Jesus, you say, amen, 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 amen. So be it, so be it, so be it unto me. You've given me your exceeding great and precious promises so that I can escape the world system. I can escape Baal, worship of Baal, the promise that the world system gives to me. Right? So, and Elijah, and, and Elijah said, seize the prophets of Baal, let not one escape. And they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kashan, and as God's law required, slew them there. He killed 450 prophets of Baal that were leading all of God's people astray, saying, you worship Baal, Baal will provide for you, Baal will bless you, Baal will bring you provision, you do it this way. Don't trust God. That's what the prophets were preaching to the people of Israel at that time, leading them completely astray from God. Killed them all. And Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, drink. There is a sound of abundance of rain. Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. He bowed himself down upon the earth, put his face between his knees as a position of prayer. And he said to his servants, go look towards the sea. There's nothing. Elijah said, Go look again seven times. And at the seventh time, the servant said, a cloud as small as a man's hand is arising out of the sea. And in a little while, the heavens were black with windswept clouds and there was a great rain. And Ahab went to Jezreel, but the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. I want you to know, people, the hand of the Lord is upon Pastor John. He girded up his loins and he ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, nearly 20 miles. He was on assignment and obedient to God because God said, Elijah, my prophet, my precious servant, go and show yourself to Ahab. Now is the time to go and show yourself to Ahab, that wicked king with a wicked wife, Jezebel, leading my people astray, who brought all the 450 prophets of Baal to spread their absolute poison among God's people. The hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he ran ahead. I mean, Elijah, Ahab was in his chariot. And so then the Lord took me here to chapter 19, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets of Baal with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to, messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods, do you see the little G? You see what she was worshiping? This is the king of Israel, right, Ahab? See who he married. Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid and arose and went for his life and came to be a Sheba and Judah, over 80 miles and out of Jezebel's realm and left his servant there. So he went on his own. But he himself, I want you to please see what the Lord showed me about this precious prophet obedient servant of God who risked his life so many times to obey God 
Look at this now. He himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a lone juniper tree. And he asked, he asked, who did he ask? He asked the Lord. He asked the Lord that he might die. This was not a pity party, people. This was not a pity party. This was Elijah came to the point where he said, Lord, it's enough now. It's enough for me. It's enough, Lord. This was a deeply relational experience that he was having with his personal God that he had walked with for many, many years. That's exactly the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me about this man, Elijah. This was not a pity party. He asked that he might die and he said, it is enough now. He's having a moment with God. Oh. He's saying, it's enough now, Lord. It's enough now. Take away my life. And then verse 5 says, as he lay asleep, he's saying, I'm no better than my father's. He knew all the prophets before that the people wanted to kill all the prophets before. I'm, I'm in that same place as all the prophets before me that God's people wanted to kill the prophets. And then he says, as he lay asleep under the broom or juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. God's love and care for his precious servant. This was a moment between them. And he looked and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a bottle of water at his head. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat for the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. Here, he's journeying with God, having a very personal trip with God. There he came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? I'm just giving it to you the way the Holy Spirit gave it to me. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant. In other words, these people that you love won't listen to me. They won't listen to you. Even though I'm so jealous, I'm jealous for them. This is not uh, the weird carnal jealousy. Jealous. So he came. They've thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I only am left. And they, they that seek my life, they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind rent the mountains, broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire 
but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. When Elijah heard the voice, when Elijah heard the voice, look at what he does. He wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I mean, God knew what he was doing there. But this is personal here. There's some things going down here between the two of them. And again, he says, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, slain your prophets with the sword, and I, only I am left, and they seek my life to destroy it. Remember what he said in verse 4, it is enough. It is not enough for me now, Lord. Right? And the Lord said to him, oh, the great supreme intelligence of God, here's legacy transfer happening right here. Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Hazael to be king over Syria, anoint Jehu to be king over Israel, and anoint Elisha to be prophet in your place. And him who escapes from the sword of Hazael, Jehu, shall slay him. And him who escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha, shall kill him. And I will leave myself 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So Elijah left there, found Elisha, son of Shaphat, whose plowing was being done with 12 yoke of oxen, and he drove the 12th. Elijah crossed over to him and cast his mantle upon him. He left the oxen and ran off to Elijah and said, let me kiss my mother and father, then I will follow you. And he said, go back, what have I done to you? Settle it for yourself. Actually, what the Lord showed me was that he was so going, he's going. Because he's already, God has already said to him, you're coming. I'm going to take your life on earth. You're going to do Hazael, you're going to do Jehu, and you're going to do Elisha. And he's just obeying God like he always has with the last things before he goes. Because he's going. He's had enough. And God loves him so, so, appreciates him so. that he says, okay, here's the succession plan. You're coming. Right? So he, he says, so Elisha went back from him, took the yoke of oxen, slew them, boiled their fish with the oxen's yoke, and gave to the people and they ate. And then he arose, followed Elijah, and served him. Right? And Pastor John's magnificent message that he preached. You're going to have to kill your own cows. You have to go, you're going to have to kill your own oxen. You're going to have to say your own goodbyes and follow God. So, that is it, Elijah moment. That's what the Lord wanted me to do this. It's a moment of choice. God brings this moment about. He brought a moment about with this new era and the new open door. And he heralded it, he heralded, heralded his new era 
through the new open door with I will take the children. He addressed all of us at Heritage of Faith on that matter. And then he addressed us on our money matters. What you're more for. And so I'm just going to read what I read to you. Um, the last time I ministered to you, not on sound and song, but the last time I ministered to you in August this year. He said this to me. I declared for 2020 a new open door. I said, go big and bold through this new open door. I declared in 2020 that for this man, Pastor Johnny's period of waiting for many things was over. I declared that the cycle was completed. I came with strength and purpose to herald my new era. I came saying, I will take the children. I took my time so all could get it. It began on the 5th of July to December. Then from January to July, I came to speak to you about money, wealth, and possessions, and I came with the question, what is your more for? There are those of you that are spiritually stuck because you did not honor, you did not dedicate your children to me, you did not answer my question, you will have to go back if you want to be ready for me when I come. You have not successfully gone through this new open door, you have not successfully entered my new era, you have not had a change of mind or heart or lifestyle, you are still making your own plans for your own life and your own children. The more is still mainly for yourself to spend it on your own desires, putting your trust in it for personal security for your future. But for those who have these messages firmly in their hearts, for those who have had a change of mind and heart and lifestyle, they must continue with my words from my messages. So, that's, I just wanted to bring that to your remembrance. So, God has made, brought us as a church to this moment. Now we are poised for the Elijah moment. No, the Elisha moment. So we've had the Elijah moment. Now we are poised for the Elisha moment, and we're going to 2 Kings chapter 2, and we're going to see what that is. Don't you just want to stand up a little bit? Just hold your Bibles in your hand. Just stand up a little bit. I don't want you falling asleep here. Come, just stretch a bit, stretch a bit. Hallelujah, glory to God. Take a few breaths. I mean, I'm just hoping that this it would be nice to have more aircon. But anyway, how are you guys doing? Are you quite warm in here? Are you good? All right, all right. Let's sit down. Let's sit down. Hallelujah. So now we are poised for the Elisha moment. Elisha moment. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Because we're going to see some patterns here. Keeping in mind a whole legacy he's bringing to life in us. A whole legacy he's bringing to life in us. A whole legacy he brought to life now from Elijah to Elisha. A whole legacy, right? When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven, I'm just going to read this to you. What Pastor John said to me, I just found it yesterday. You know, I said to Pastor John, 
well, I was just following my spiritual instincts and I found this, the 31st of May, 2017. The 31st of May, 2017 from my journal, my 2017 journal, the spiritual transfer I've got there with my stickers, John. John speaks to me today and he says, the Lord has begun to show me I must follow Jerry. Why I must follow Jerry? It's for the spiritual transfer. And I must be ready for it. I must be ready for it. The anointing on him. It's going to take a double portion of it to come upon me to get done for God. At this time, what he needs for himself. It's going to take a double portion of that anointing on him to come on me for me to get done what God needs me to get done in the church at this time. For him, not for prominence, not for profile. Not for prestige, but just like Elijah was zealous and jealous for the things of God and the time of God and the, and the things that God needed to get accomplished, just like Elijah, Pastor John, has been jealous that God's people have not been serving him. That God's people have been worshipping Baal in our day. And so, that's what he said. It's like Elisha with Elijah, the missions. JSMR are things I must serve him with because he's got a job to do, but the transfer is what must happen. Um, that's all I'm going to read. So, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were going from Gilgal. The Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind. How beautiful is that? His faithful servant, I'm taking you up in a whirlwind. I'm taking you up in a whirlwind. You've lived your life in obedience to me. So precious has your life been. Your zeal that you've had for me. Your jealousy for the things I'm jealous for, you jealous for. I take you up in a whirlwind. Glory to God. Oh. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, I pray you. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Now Elijah knows he's going. He's going. God's going to take him. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha replied, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The prophet's sons, remember earlier on I said to you, the prophet's sons are going to have something to say about it. When this legacy transfer happens. The prophet's sons who were at Bethel came to Elisha and said, do you know that the Lord will take your master away from you today? And he said, yes, I know it. And then he said this. 
I'm not trying to be rude, but he said, shut up. He said, shut up. I don't want to hear your voices. I don't want to hear your voices. You have nothing to say about what's going on here between me and my father today. You have nothing to say that I need to hear. And Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here. I pray you, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said, do you know that the Lord will take your master away from you today? And he answered and he said, yes, I know it. Shut your mouth up. He knows legacy transfers happening here. He knows something's happening here. God, wow, right, I'm staying with this now. So, and Elijah said to him, stay here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. And the two of them went on and 50 men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood to watch afar off. Can you see that? There have been many watching Pastor John afar off. Many watching our spiritual leader afar off. Why are you going with? Why are you Sticking so close. Why you following? Why? Not a clue what's actually happening in the spirit realm. So 50 men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood to watch afar off. And the two of them stood by the Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up and struck the waters, and they divided this way and that, so that the two of them went over on dry ground. And when they had gone over, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please get this right. Don't, 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 don't get this wrong. Elisha said, I pray you, let a double portion of your spirit, your spirit, be upon me. Let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. What did Pastor John say to me in 2017? It's going to take a double portion of the spirit that is upon his spiritual father. For Pastor John to get done for God what God needs to get done before Pastor John gets taken away. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. You think it was a fanciful, I want some prominence, I want some 
prestige, I want some profile thing, the way the church has spoken about the double portion, the double portion, the double portion, the double portion. Haven't got a cooking clue what they even talking about. Paying no price, having no spiritual fathers. Having no blessing of the fathers. Blessing for the future. Blessing. Right. Actually, what the Lord said to me about um, the blessing of identity change. If you don't have the blessing of the father and you don't have the blessing of the future for your future by the father, then you, you don't have to actually have an identity change. You can just do what you want to do in the kingdom of God, and you will account to God for that. So, I led a double portion. You've asked a hard thing. There's a price to pay. It means obedience to God all the way. It means a Jezebel will come after you to kill you. It means people will misunderstand you that are carnal in the church and say things about you and judge you and have familiarity with you and say, you're just a man like us, all those beautiful messages he's brought. And then he said this, you have asked a hard thing, however, if you see me, however, if you see me, When I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And that's what the Lord said to me. If you see me, and this seeing is spiritual eyes. If you see me, if you see me, if you see me. That was that big moment that God brought that message into our congregation who am I to you? Who am I to you? So interesting. I we had that all recorded and the people that he asked, yeah, you're my friend and you're my friend. And it was so interesting to me. You're my friend. Yeah, you're my pastor, but you're my friend. And I'm like... Who is he to you, Pastor Sharon? He's not, he's not my husband in the spirit. I see him. I see him. I see him. I see him. How do you see him? Why do you see him? I pray for him. I pray for him. The Holy Spirit shows him to me, has been doing that for 42 years. I see him now more where he is than I've ever seen him before. He is my spiritual leader. 
If you see me, you can have it. If, you, if not, it shall not be so for you. As they still went on and talked, behold, a chariot of fire and horses of fire parted the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it. And he cried. Elisha saw. He recognized spiritually. He had recognition of the time. He knew exactly what was going down here and what was happening. He knew precisely that legacy transfer was coming immediately at once and right now. He said, look what he said. My father, my father. I will have a double portion of your spirit, the hard thing that I've asked but I contended for it because it must be for God's glory. Hallelujah. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two. And he took up the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. And he took the mantle that fell from Elijah and struck the waters and said, where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he had struck the waters, they parted this way and that, and Elisha went over. This is exactly, precisely what Pastor John's going to find himself in. The legacy transfer is going to come to such life, coming to, it's already coming to such life in him. The reason why God is wanting to bring this today is so that you can have spiritual recognition and not be blind There's got to be some of us that believe this so that God can do mighty works here. Just a few, just a few who will have spiritual eyes to see this and go with God on this. So, Pastor John is going to come into this he will, he will pick up the mantle and he will say, where is the Lord? The God of Smith Wigglesworth, the God of John G. Lake, the God of Kenneth Hagen, the God of Oral Roberts, the God of Kenneth Copeland, the God of, Ke of Jerry Seville. Where is the God? And he'll walk in that mantle. <laughs> exactly exactly like this it will be for God's purposes and Pastor John will fulfill everything in his time he will finish his course and when the sons of the prophets who were watching at Jericho saw him they said oh, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha and they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And they said to him, behold, now there are servants, 50 strong men. Let them go and seek your master. It may be that the spirit of the Lord has taken him up and cast him on some mountain. And he said, you shall not send. He knew Elijah had gone. But they urged him till he was embarrassed. So he said, send. Okay. So he sent. He sought for three days but did not find him. And when they returned to Elijah who had waited at Jericho, he said to them, did I not tell you do not go? And I just want to read this to you. Verse 23. And he went up from Jericho to Bethel, and on the way 
young, maturing, accountable boys came out of the city and mocked him and said to him, go up, you bald head. Go up in a whirlwind. Go up, you bald head. And he turned around and looked at them and called a curse down on them in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears came out of the woods and ripped up 42 of the boys. And Elisha went from there to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. The Lord wanted me to read that last portion. He wanted it out in the spirit realm. That should there be a mocking, should there be a mocking, God will give words. Because they will be mocking the spirit of God, mocking the Holy Spirit. And so God will have words to deal with that. Right? The spirit of my father, my father. So a spiritual son looks and sounds like their spiritual father. How's this going to happen, Pastor Sharon? Right. Let me go to Philippians 2, 19 to 22, Amplified Bible. This is, I'm not going to be much longer here. The spiritual son, my father, my father, my father, my father, spiritual father, spiritual son, Elijah, Elisha, Elijah, Elisha. But I hope, here's Apostle Paul, I hope and trust in the Lord Jesus soon to send Timothy to you so that I may also be encouraged and cheered by learning news of you. For I have no one like him. Apostle Paul said, I have no one like Timothy. I have no one like him. No one of so kindred as spirit. He has my spirit. I want a double portion of your, your spirit. He had Paul's spirit. Because Paul's spirit was led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Who will be so genuinely interested in your welfare and devoted to your interests. For all others, for the others all seek to advance their own interests. Profile, prominence, prestige own interests not those of Jesus Christ the Messiah but Timothy's tested worth you know how as a son with his father he has toiled with me zealously the same zeal that Elijah had zealous jealous for the things of God hallelujah the same zeal in serving and helping to advance the kingdom the good news 1 Corinthians 4:15 Amplified Bible. After all, though you should have 10,000 teachers and guides to direct you in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. I became your father in Christ Jesus through the glad tidings. So I urge and implore you be imitators of me. For this very cause I send to you Timothy, who is my beloved trustworthy child in the Lord, who will recall to your minds my methods of proceeding. you see that? He's not going to come. I'm not going to send him. He's going to have his own ideas. He's got so, so got my spirit that he's going to be like. He will recall to your minds my methods of proceeding, my course of conduct, 
my way of life in Christ, such as I teach everywhere in each of the churches. So Pastor John did this first. My father, my father, as my soul lives, I will not leave you. I love your spirit. He will now be first partaker. This is God's order. He will be the first partaker. He will receive legacy transfer first. He will receive it first. And we're all so glad. And we're all so glad. We're so glad. He will receive it first. He's contended for it. He's followed God's pattern to go after it. Right? And so he has done the my father, father. He does the my father, father. He does as my soul lives, I will not leave you. He, will, he does, I love you. I'm not here because of who you know and who you connected to. I love you, Brother Jerry. I'm not confusing relationships here. So the Lord does this. He has rank in his kingdom. 2 Timothy 2.6 amplified. We're going to look here. It's the hardworking farmer who labors to produce. Pastor John has been hard at work in obeying God, laboring to produce for this legacy transfer. It's the hardworking farmer who labors to produce who must be the first partaker of the fruits. The first partaker of the fruits. Right. That's just how God works, the first partaker. So to partake actually means that you participate, you drink, you eat the same spiritual food you take part in and you experience along with him. He's partaken. He's partaking now. He's labored. He's labored and he will partake. 1 Corinthians 15, 23. Just have a look at this. Each in his own rank and turn. That's how God works. So here is how it will go. Pastor John is first. Then we all have a share in this harvest and this legacy transfer. Those of us who see Pastor John. Those of us who see him have a share. We will partake because we see him with our spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. Because we love his spirit, who he is with the Holy Spirit, who he is with God. We love that. How he eats, we eat. How he drinks, we drink. So Philippians 1.7, Amplified Bible. Apostle Paul says this, it is right and appropriate for me to have this confidence and feel this way about you all. This is how Pastor John feels about you all. Because you have me in your heart, and I'll hold you in my heart. You see that? You see that? He has you in his heart. And you're supposed to hold him in your heart. I'm just talking to you about how this legacy transfer is going to come to life in, in you. I'll hold you in my heart as partakers and sharers, one and all with me of grace. 
So this spiritual transfer, I'm closing now. This spiritual transfer is in transition. It is in transition. It's happening. It's happening. And if you see him, the transfer will happen. The legacy transfer will come alive in you. You will know it's coming alive in you. You will know it in your inner man. Because it's spiritual. There will be much evidence of it in the natural realm. But the spiritual transfer comes to life in your inner man. And you have recognition of it. And you understand that I'm a flowing and I'm a going in a way I've never gone before. Could this be my share of legacy transfer happening in me? And I'll just continue to walk with him. And I'll just continue to love him and be with him and flow with him and go with him along with my spiritual leader. And God will have his way. And God will receive all the glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But we all have a share. All of us who see him. I see you, Pastor John. I see you. I'm not standing afar off having things to say. I'm connected. I'm connected to you. My father, my father. So transition. The spiritual transfer is in transition. Transition is an act of passing from one spiritual state, one spiritual stage, one spiritual position, one spiritual place to another. Transition is an event that results in transformation, a changeover. So, glory to God. This is what the Lord gave me to deposit into this church today, into this congregation, and to speak to these ears, but also to speak into the realm of the Spirit, the things that he wants in the realm of the Spirit, because that's how he works. He will prophesy something, and then he will do it. Hallelujah. Will you just all stand with me, please? Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So, um, I will be doing prayer this week, but it won't be going live. Um, I will be doing prayer on Tuesday night and Wednesday night and Thursday night. That's just extra for those that are in, in Whitbank. Um, and, I mean, you can, you can do that at home if you're from Johannesburg. You can... You can do that for yourself. We will be doing 45 minutes of prayer just together to those of you who will be doing it from 6 o'clock till about quarter to 7. And just to be together. We're not going to start um, having people come. We're just going to open the church 
Pastor Christy and I will just open the church. We're not getting workers to start work yet. You understand? We're not getting workers to start work yet. They're still waiting on the Lord, many of them next week. So what we will do is we'll just open up ourselves and then people that want to come and pray with us can come and pray with us, right? Tuesday night, 6 to quarter to 7. Wednesday night, 6 to quarter to 7. And Thursday night, 6 to quarter to 7. Hallelujah. Just to be together. Just to, those of you that, that want to do that with me. Hallelujah. We are going to be praying this message that I have ministered today. That Pastor John said, I must be ready. I have to have the double portion so that I can accomplish. We are going to, shh, right? Right, we're going to be together in this. And so I bless you today, precious, precious ones, precious ones, faithful ones, believing ones, receiving ones, hungry ones, thirsty ones. I bless you. I bless you today. I bless you from the office. And the under the authority that I'm under the authority of Pastor John. I bless you. I bless you. May the Lord bless you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Hallelujah. And may he, he bless your pursuit of him in this time. Until he comes, until the Lord comes with an event on the 1st of February. Hallelujah. May he bless our January. May he bless our January. May you be strong to continue to press. And he said, take leave that week that Brother Jerry comes. Get your children out of school. Don't miss a thing. Be there. Be there. Remember he said that? Well, imagine what message you will give to your children. No, we've got to be there. Yes. Yes. Oh. Hallelujah. Let's make, let's let the Holy Spirit give us wisdom and we make our plans to be there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I bless you all. You blessed going out, blessed coming in, blessed in your homes, blessed in your marriages, blessed in your families, blessed in your provision and your finances. Blessed, blessed, blessed are you. Most blessed are you. Highly favored are you of God. You are his favored ones. Oh, loved are you of God. His beloved. You are his beloved. Hallelujah. 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 And we say this in the name of Jesus and so that we can all say, so be it together. We can say, amen. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.